Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, July 29th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. We're going to look today again at the John text. But before, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we ask for comfort in this world. Comfort when we are feeling lost. Comfort when we are feeling despair. But in the comfort that you give, may we not have complacency. May we be urged to go out and serve you and transform the world as we have been transformed. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now to John chapter 6, verses 25 through 40. When the crowd found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question in light of the scripture that we just read and heard, what is your favorite kind of bread? <laughs> I can't think of a bread I don't like, That's sadly. <laughs> um, I love me a sourdough, although 
do you ever shop at Publix? They have this white mountain bread in the deli. And I literally said to Brian last week, we cannot buy it anymore because <laughs> I will come home, slather that stuff with butter and just wolf it down. I was like, please, it's like having crack in the house. What about you? Um, oh, Allie had, shortbread. I was going to, ooh. I was about to say, I've had so many uh, incredible bread makers in my life. Yeah. Um, we had a... One of my closest friends from seminary, she made some of the best challah bread that I've mm. ever had. And then the leftover challah bread would make challah bread French toast. Which Woof. Was, and then my sister-in-law, Heather, makes a mean rosemary bread in, a, uh, in um, her cast iron. That is just amazing. so good. Listeners, you should know that Brett's wife, Allie, brought some shortbread to the beach and gave it to me. And I literally looked at my family and said, no one else touches no this. One can... <laughs> no one can have a bite. I'm not sharing. Don't ask. So it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's dangerous when your wife is an amazing cook. Yeah. I wouldn't know. But, okay. <laughs> but to our scripture and verse 37, Jesus says, anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. Is this a truth that you can believe often? And if so, how does it change us? Right. You know what strikes me? Of course, I think it is the very core of the Christian message that we can come any way we are Mm -hmm. and we'll be accepted. Um, But what I have, when I was reading this, um, it occurred to me that what Jesus is saying to them, right? So the people are like, how did you get here? Which to them is, you know, did you perform another sign or another miracle when you got in that boat and crossed the Galilee? Mm-hmm. And then they ask him, well, how can we perform these signs and wonders and give us this bread you talk about? And what he says over and over again is, you just have to accept me. I'm willing to accept you any way you come to me, mm-hmm. but you have to accept me and they cannot do it. Mm-hmm. And That really amazes me because I've been that person. I've been the person who I feel like, you know, it's just believe. And I could not do it um, until the Holy Spirit got to work on me. And so I find that, I don't know, that really just struck me at time reading it. What do you think? When I think of, um, when I think of it, I think of uh, that I don't want to put two people in two camps, <laughs> but I think a lot of times uh, in faith we we find ourselves in one camp or the other. The one uh, is is this idea of uh, that we need this assurance because we feel like we've done things and we can't possibly come to God. Yep. Uh, and then we have other people. Uh, you know, this is kind of the prodigal son dichotomy. That's feel like, no, I, I've done all the right things. I don't need like course jesus wouldn't drive me away kind of right. thing and so i think uh i think some of us feel different things when we read this passage yeah. um of, and um and it's it's you know both and uh of course that yep. those people who uh that that god is that, that god is a god to all people um and the people who uh, do not feel uh, worthy uh, are lifted up by God uh, in their brokenness and that there are people, uh, myself included, that 
need to be humbled every single day. Yeah. Um, by again, we talked about the uh, the prayer of confession on Wednesday. Uh, that that is a that is a humbling experience um, to be reminded of the greatness of God. Um, because sometimes, again, you know that older brother in the parable who's out doing everything he's he is supposed to be doing, uh, which I think often represents uh, people inside the church. Um, sometimes we lose fat, we lose sight of the majesty and holiness and power of God. Yeah, um, that's interesting. You say that. I used to have a friend, and she was like, "There are two kinds of people in the world." She was a therapist. Let me preface <laughs> it with that. And one one kind is like, I am so great, right? I I do no wrong. I'm this wonderful person. And she goes, but it's the other kind that drives me crazy. And I will tell you that I'm this other kind. <laughs> and it's the, I'm just terrible. I'm so bad. And she called it special bad. You're special because you're so bad. But both of them are like selfishness. Both of them are selfish, yeah. And I think over and over again, what Jesus says is look past yourself enough to see who I really am Mm. Um, and who I am is someone who welcomes you whether you're special bad or special awesome (laughs) you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I just it's so humbling to me it's humbling to me that there is any way I can stand before God in any part of my day and know that God sees me and loves me anyway I think I've heard things from from other writers or bloggers of you know uh, the kind of this christian uh writers and bloggers of of kind of seeking kind of a a self-acceptance uh before coming to god and i think that's absolutely wrong (laughs) i think it's i think that comes after we experience god um uh, that it's that it's only in relation to understanding who god is that we come to an understanding of who we are which i think are deepest identity every single time is the beloved child of Christ. Um, and that only comes uh, with understanding our relationship of God that we that we get to that identity yeah. of who we are. I went back and every time I read this passage, I think about Paul Tillich's famous sermon, You Are Accepted. And one of the things he says in there is that people get hung up on the idea of them being sinful. He goes, think of it this way. There is a separation between us and our Savior. Um, and you can call it whatever you want. But Jesus is saying, I don't need that separation to be there. I welcome you as you are. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to look at yourself and say, can I accept the closing of this gap and mm-hmm. being near to God? And that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, I think. Anyway, I feel like I really lost the point there at the end, but it's not the first no. time, nor will it be the last. I feel like the plane was landed. <laughs> we're all exiting. Oh, we're landing in anyway. <laughs> and we're going to end with a quote from Maya Angelou, who has written, The ache for home lives in all of us, the safe place where we can go as we are and not be questioned. And I think that's who Jesus Christ is, too. That is beautiful. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.